Yeah, yeah. So you're talking like burn is like call it 350 months, something like that, or approximately three, you know, three million years. So you've got like eight, you know, what, 16 to 18 to 20 months of runway, something like that. Yeah, we're about 24 months right now. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Dan Lasavita. He's this entrepreneur CEO who's built, grown, and led successful teams and businesses in the digital space for over 15 years. His latest venture, Play, is transforming how teams design mobile products by letting them design, build, and experience their product in real time, all on the medium they're designing for their phone. Dan, you ready to take us to the top? Yes. Thanks for having so me. You bet. So should what's the comp here? What's the analog? Is it sort of like Webflow for mobile? Or is it more like sort of, you know, like a, a Figma for mobile? Yeah, it's it's actually I would say in between the two in terms of our current state, right? So we're we're the first native iOS design tool for teams to design, prototype, and share directly on their device. Um, previous to Play, we ran a design agency, building a lot of mobile products for our clients. And one of the things that we experienced with as many great design tools there are, uh, Figma, Adobe XD, Sketch, they're sort of a mile wide. Uh, and there is not really a platform built for people designing specifically for mobile products. So what we're trying to do is fill that gap and be very kind of focused in terms of product teams designing for mobile and how do we give them an input directly into what they can achieve with kind of the sandbox that Apple has created and give them access to all that stuff. When was uh, the agency before you like spun out the SaaS? It sounds like the software company. What year was the agency at its prime? I would say probably right before and during, we sold uh, 10 years ago. Uh, so we sold to Dentsu. Uh, the agency? Name of the agency was called, yeah, name of the agency was called Firstborn. Uh, and then we sold to Dentsu. Uh, it's about 10 years now. So um, myself, uh, one of our, Michael, who founded Firstborn, he uh, left after four years after sale. And then June and myself left uh, after uh, eight years post-acquisition. Uh, post uh, we started play. Okay. And, and give me a general sense of like size. So before you sold, how many folks full-time and like, can you share sort of what revenue was back in 2010? For, uh, at our older agency? At the agency. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing around 27, $28 million uh, annual revenue, uh, about a hundred people. Um, so it was, you know, services-based business. Uh, so, you know, it, there, you know, we had some repeat clients, AOR clients, but a lot of, a lot of project-based business. So every year you're kind of, you're, you're, you're starting over to, to refill, you know, the pipeline, uh, but going from agency world, which is, you know, services, business profitability from day one to managing sort of now, you know, we were pre-revenue right now. So going from managing a PL to just an L has been, uh, you know, a mental shift from, from sort of a CEO perspective, but, um, it's been a good transition. And so, so sort of help me understand. So companies and agencies, like when I've seen multiples recently, but this was again, 10 years ago, so it's almost irrelevant, but you're trading for somewhere for like two to four X EBITDA. Um, I don't know what your EBITDA was at the agency, but, but what was sale price was like 50, 60, 80 million, something like that. Yeah, it was. No, I mean, we, we never publicly disclosed it, but it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a good deal, I think for, for, for everybody, you know, involved, not just financially, but I think we found the right, uh, the right parent company um, to sell at least at the time when we sold the business. What I'm trying to do by asking that question is get in your head as a founder, right? So have you now created a cash cushion for yourself back in 2012 that allows you to sort of do anything? Or are you still sort of like, eh, 
you know, have some flexibility now, but I still sort of need to stay here and earn my earn out for the next three years. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I got, I got to work. So, I mean, we, you know, <laughs> was able to, 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 to have a, have a bit of a safety net, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm here to work, uh, and, and build the next, next big thing. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. So you, so you sold in 2012. When did you leave 360i or Detsu? Uh, left Dentsu, uh, it was three years ago now. Okay. Got it. So left Densu. Now, did you guys already start writing code for this inside of Densu? No, no. We 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 June left. Uh, I left uh, about four months after he did. Uh, they, you know, June and our other. There's four partners. So myself, Michael, June, and Eric. Um, June and Eric kind of started together. Uh, I finished out a few more months uh, at Firstborn, and then I left and then joined them. Oh, I so sorry. When you say partners, you don't mean at the agency. Now you're talking about play. There's four four founders. That's correct. Yeah. Sorry. So say that again, June, Eric, who else? Michael who founded okay. Firstborn uh, and then myself. So we all, we're the four founders uh, for play. Very cool. And did you guys just decide, okay, we're going to be even and split it 25 each or what? How'd you have the equity conversation? That's always tough. Yeah, it was, it, it was relatively equal. Um, we started with our own capital. Um, so we started with a million dollars of capital. Uh, Michael put in the lion's share of capital. Um, so that kind of got us started. We're in, a, I think, a good position from, from that standpoint. Like we can hire people from day one. Um, we weren't really like hardcore bootstrapping, you know, per se. Uh, and then we ended up raising kind of a pre-seed round uh, on safes and then quickly followed that up with what ended up being our, our, our seed round, uh, that first round led, which we weren't really looking to do. But after meeting a partner there, Todd, uh, we, we, we thought it was the right thing to do. So that's that, How much was that pre-seed round for and what year? So we did, both of those were um, last year. Uh, the pre-seed round, we raised 3 million. Uh, on a $15 million, you know, post-money valuation cap on the safes. And then we followed that up with another 6.1 that first round led. And did did you close that like December last year? Or is that, or like January? No, yeah, we closed that in April of last year. Oh, got it. So that 3 million pre-seed was like basically end of 20, right around end of 2020, early 2021. That's right. I see, I see. Okay, so the 6.1, so help me understand that. I mean, obviously, you still probably had a bunch of the 3.1 million sitting in the bank when you did the 6.1 yeah. million. Um, and yeah. you, sorry, sorry, you said that was 6.1 on what? Did you give the valuation on that? No, we didn't. We, have, we haven't disclosed the, the valuation on the on the on the six one, but it was in the it was in the you know tens of millions. I think it was a it was a it was a good jump up from where we did our our pre seed uh, kind of pre seed. Yeah, round. I mean, most in their seed today they're selling something around 10 to 20 percent of the business, right? We sort of in that range. Yeah, we're in that range. Okay, fair. Or so that's like call it, call it 30 pre, 40 post, something like that. Yeah, we were okay. Yeah. So why why do it again? You still have a bunch of cash in the bank. Yeah. So we had good runway. We had cash in the bank. It was two things. It was I met Todd Jackson. Uh, we got to know each other, you know, over the course of a few weeks. He was the you know former founder. He had, his first round actually invested in his business. He was a product guy. He you know tried the product. He had some of his kind of designer uh, you know co coworkers use the product. Uh, he like he did a lot of diligence in a very short period of time and understood the vision of what we were trying to build. And he he wanted to. He's like, look, I want to be involved. And I just had a good relationship with him. You know, I, we just we just kind of kicked it off. We didn't run a process. We didn't optimize for valuation per se. I was like, I think this is the right partner. I think this is the right firm. And what it allowed us to do from a capital perspective was just accelerate our roadmap. Right. So we're now going to be releasing the iPad product for Play this month. We're building out some other products, uh, some other platforms, you know, as well. So it 
allowed us to double the team and not be overly concerned with you know our our, our burn. So we, mm-hmm. we doubled the team. We're twenty people now, and I think if we would have done that raise towards the end of last year, we wouldn't have been as far along on the roadmap as we are now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what are you comfortable with burn now? I mean, twenty people. I'm doing back of the napkin, right? I mean, what you guys are burning something like you know two hundred, three hundred grand in headcount expenses yeah. per month. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Is there are there any other big expenses I wouldn't know about? No, that's it. We we just signed another. We signed a lease for some office space in in the city again. Uh, kind of get some people out of their out of their apartments and back into the office at least a few days a week. But other than that, it's all people. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking like burn is like call it three fifty months, something like that, or approximately three you know three million years. So you've got like eight you know what sixteen to eighteen to twenty months of runway, something like that. Yeah, we're about twenty four months right now. So I think okay. you know the plan is maybe raise our, our our a towards the end of this year, early next year. But we've we've had you know we've had a fair amount of interest early this year and maybe we'll end up doing it earlier. I think we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see in the next few months what happens. Where's the interest coming from? I mean, what are people seeing about the business that are flagging? Are you, is your Alexa score going up? Is your user list growing? What is I that? have no, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. We, we, we'll get inbound calls and I'll ask them, you know, how did you, well, I know a product designer or I know a senior person at this company and a few of their designers are using it. And, you know, now it's on my radar and I wanted to you know, reach out to you. Um, but it's, it seems to be more word of mouth of people who have used the product, tried the product, and then it makes its way through, I guess, you know, the kind of the VC channels. Yep. 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 I mean, and you're getting traffic, right? Alexa score 282. So it's not like you're getting no traffic if people are hitting the site and it looked, frankly, the design can, you know, congrats, this makes sense. You're coming from agency bones, but the site looks like you guys are a much larger company in terms of revenue than what you, than what you are. So when does the paywall go up? How are you thinking about pricing? Yeah, I think the, the the we will introduce I think monetization this year uh, for sure. Right now we're focused on retention and growth, obviously, uh, from 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 our users. I don't know if we want to reinvent the wheel when it comes to actually like packaging in terms of pricing. We'll probably look to do something as other design tools in the space have done. Maybe three tiers will most likely be a freemium product, so there'll be a free tier for starters, a paid individual tier, and then a paid tier for organizations and for and for teams. Um, so that's been the focus. Now we're you know getting our SOC two you know certification going because we you know we're running into those conversations with companies where we've got a few designers inside of a company using it, and then you go down, and you start talking to IT and legal, and you know are you SOC two compliant, and so kind of beginning to, you know, those processes so we can at least begin to you know, sell up into the enterprise where we're ready. Who are you using to get that SOC 2 done? Are you using a software or do you hire a consultant or what? We're using Vanta. Interesting. Good. I, have, I get this question all the time and I never had a good answer. So I always ask now, I mean, have you liked Vanta to date? Yeah, we've just started. We're about 30 days in, but to date there, the system is, I, the person who's doing it on our end has done this before and is like, dude, this is Amazing <laughs> compared to like the nightmare that you, you have to do this when it's on your own. So the dashboard that they provide has been really useful just in terms of tracking everything you need to do and how you, you know, giving you suggestions. So it's been it's been pretty seamless so far. Is it super expensive? It's not terribly expensive. I mean, I think we benchmarked a couple other companies. They were all in relatively in the same range, but quite honestly, I think if you're gonna I mean, look, you need to save every dollar, but also if you're going to save $2,000, but it's going to cost you another $10,000 of manpower, right? Of people power to actually do the work. I'd rather pay the two grand and have those hours back from my engineers so they can get on billing with the product. So So what um, what, what is it like if someone was going to sign up for Vanta right now, they know they need SOC 2 compliance, they should budget what, 10, 20, 30 grand to get it done? Something like that? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think for the first year, you budget, budget around 20 grand, you know? Yeah. Inclusive of like of the, of the auditor fees too. They kind of bundle everything together. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. 
Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. So you just mentioned you're focused really on retention today. Many people would hear that and go, he's pre-revenue. What does he mean retention? What activation metrics are you measuring right now to define a retained customer or a retained user? Yeah. So, uh, so depth of usage and retention, uh, I would say are our two primary kind of focuses, right? So we've got, we just put the app in the app store at the end of last year, right? In Q3 of last year. And as you know, there's a, there's a gate where you can go in, but you can't get full access. It's in an invite only. So we've got about 30,000 people on the, on the list of people who've registered for full access. And we've been batching those people in over the course of the last year. Uh, we've got 11,000 app installs already of the product on iOS. So comparing usage quarter over quarter and then, comparing, and then looking at retention rates. So we have cohorts emerging in terms of retained users at five, six, seven weeks that are 80, 85% retained, right? So meaning they're doing more than just checking out the product and seeing, oh, this, is this interesting or not? They're actually using it to, to design things and to build things. So what I'm doing is I'm looking right, looking at, at, at those cohorts and mixed panel and then going in and talking to those people right over the last six to 12 months and say, what, how are you using the product? What size company are you working in? Uh, what is the size of your product team? What are the biggest hurdles? What do you want? The biggest piece of feedback we got over the last year by doing this was people were like, I would love a tablet application. Can you build this on iPad? And so we were like, okay, we're going to build it on iPad. And now we're shipping that this month. So looking at those retained cohorts of people who are using the product, how are they using the product? And where is that fitting into? One of the earlier things that we learned was we've got to meet designers where they already are, which is in their primary design tool, which is why we spent an enormous amount of time working on our Figma import capability, right? So we're, we're an and tool. Right. And so I think like play is a great complement to Figma. So if your design system is in Figma, you can import that design system in play and continue to use that inside of our product so that you don't have to reinvent and redesign everything inside of our product. So, so Dan, just to repeat it, all this back to you, you had 30K on the wait list, 11,000 app installs today, correct? Correct. And the way that you measure retention is you look at mixed panel and you say you watch when they're designing, but that's not a good, you can't quantify by that in mixed panel. So tell me what it actually is. What's the action? They click the purple publish button on the app design or What's the action that defines retained? Yeah, so they're they're generating and uh, basically it'll be an app session, and then they are engaging with adding something to their page, right? So are they are they creating something on their page? If they do that multiple times, then we're gonna we're gonna look to that as a as a retained user, and adds an element on their mobile app design page. So maybe they add a new button, or they upload a new image, or something, a new right. style class, something. Exactly. So those yeah. we're tracking those as like events. Right. And so if we look at the past month, there were actually 650,000 events, right? 650,000 individual actions inside of the product. Across how many users? Are there 11,000? No, those are just app installs. So actually, we have it's, it's far lower 
we're, we're in the multiple thousands, but the app installs are still people who haven't gotten full access yet. Right. And so oh, I see how many have full access on the 11 grand. Uh, we have, it's about 4,500. Oh, okay. That's still full, pretty significant. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. So we can take the 6,500 actions across the 4,500 activated users. Each one's using it about 144 actions per month, something like that. 650,000. Yeah. 650,000 divided by yeah. 4,500 is about 150 yeah. actions per user per month. Yep. Exactly. Right? And so do you have a sense of like how many actions per user per month they have to hit before they're comfortable paying a hundred bucks per month per seat? Not yet. So we started to reach out and have conversations with some of our more active users. Like how much would you pay? You know, what's, what's too, what's too expensive to pay? What's too little that you would want to pay? Um, but we're just starting those pricing conversations with the users right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting. Really interesting. Okay. Got it. Um, so just be clear, pre-revenue today, thinking about pricing, 4,500 sort of active you know, folks that have installed and are using, burning 350 to grand to 400K per month with call it 18 to 24 months of runway, team of 20 right now. How many engineers? Uh, it is 12 engineers. Oh, wow. Majority, yeah, majority engineers, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And um, this is interesting. Um, th this is like one of those products where I look at it and like, I just know if I ever asked my designers to design on a mobile app, they'd go, give me a freaking desktop, please. But you must have identified, like, what is the scenario a designer is in where they wouldn't use their desktop and they really want to design on their mobile device? They're stuck on a subway all day or what? Yeah, well, I think it's what it affords you to do that a desktop may not afford you to do. So for example, when you're designing on your phone, you're designing in the native environment. So you now get to plug into all of these native elements that iOS has to offer. So if you're mm -hmm. designing a video player, right? All the primary design tools don't support native video. They don't support mo native modals or live maps or haptics or input text fields. So what happens is designers spend all these times on their desktop designing around hacks for all of these native things that you and I and everyone else feels on our mobile product or just prototypes, right? We're using web technologies to simulate what a native gesture feels like, a pan gesture or a pinch and zoom. So in play, you're using all the real native iOS gestures and controls. Now, that's not to say there won't be some sort of desktop companion to play in the future. We currently have a web dashboard, so it allows people to drag their images, their SVGs, their custom fonts over into the dashboard. You, you, would, you would think that there, the, um, the Play web dashboard will grow in its fidelity as a tool as we're also launching iPad. So it, it is not going to be a solely a phone uh, product you know, forever. I think what mm -hmm. we want to do is we want to use each medium and each device for its strengths instead of trying to design one thing on one device and try to make it a mile wide. Yeah, yeah. We're out of time, but wrapping up, you know, if someone like Figma or Mural or one of these companies, Envision, maybe Canva, even probably Canva is probably too junior, like it's a different subset for you guys. But if one of these guys comes to you and offers you 50 million cash all up front, right? So about a 1.2x, 5x premium on your last valuation, do you guys sell the business? I don't know. I mean, I think we're, I think we may need more than that to get off the, get off the highway. I mean, we're, you never say never, you know, right. But I think we're, we're, we're happy building, we're having fun. Uh, and I think we're, there, there's a lot of opportunity in the market for a product designing for mobile devices. No one else is All really right. focused on that right now. All right, guys, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite book, Dan. Uh, it's hard. Uh, Principles by Ray Dalio. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, studying, no. Follow Elon Musk just for his comic relief on, uh, on his <laughs> Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building play? Uh, the huddle feature in Slack. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, shoot for seven. Okay. And situation, married, single kids? Yeah, married. My wife and I have uh, two boys. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 42. 42. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Uh, it's not about you. <laughs> Just most things are not about you. So don't make it about you. Guys, back in 2011, their agency did about 28 million bucks in revenue across 100 people. They sold that to a firm uh, caught around that same year, 2012. Stuck with that firm for a couple of years, left in 2019 to launch Play. It's createwithplay.com. It's a mobile-first builder for websites. A lot of the designers are loving using this because they can use native elements on mobile. You can't get on the same sort of app builders on desktop. Uh, they've got 11,000 in 30,000 on the waitlist, 11,000 installs, 4,500 active users that have done about 60, 650,000 events the last 30 days. Nice growth. 6.1 million seed raised. It call 30 to 40 million valuation middle of last year, maybe raising a series A later this year, early 2023. We'll see what happens. Dan, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.